So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. We got a great treat today. We have Dana Williams with us today. Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, John. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great pr- pleasure. I'm telling you right now, you are a very very interesting person. You've got a great story. So, Thank give you. us a little bit of information about yourself, Dana. Yeah. So, I have been probably most of my life in the airline industry. I was with Southwest Airlines and got to help grow the company from 5,000 employees to over 60,000 employees. Went through several mergers and acquisitions, worked in the hiring and training, worked in in-flight, and spent most of my career in marketing. And I learned so much about culture and leadership and creating employees that would be engaged for life. And I love right now, I'm stepped out and started my own consulting business. I'm also a Gallup um, Clifton Strengths coach. So I spend a lot of time working with leaders and organizations, as well as entrepreneurs, and helping them transform their life and their businesses from the inside out. So that, thank you for having me. Yeah. That I mean that that is so so cool. So much so give me a little bit of more information about the about Clifton Strengths. This is pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. We were talking about that a little bit before we uh started the podcast. So talk to me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So here I was a leader, um, been leading for about 20 years at this point, and one of my co-workers brought in this tool called Clifton Strengths. It was created by Gallup and it was actually created in the 50s by Dr. Clifton. So it's got over 10 decades of research. And what I loved about this tool is I was trying to find a tool to help our employees feel like they made an impact every day and that what they were unique with their unique talents were that we could use them. And that's exactly what Clifton Strengths does. So you take the assessment and you, there's 34 different talents and you're one in 34 million when you get your talents back in the order that they're in. And the goal is to be in those talents every day. You're more energized, more productive, and you're more confident. And so for leaders, for employees, for entrepreneurs, just to feel good about who you are. Because, John, we're always comparing ourselves to other people because that's what we know or the subconscious mind is telling us we're good at something we might not be good at and there might be something we're really good at that we haven't even begun to develop. So this tool developed by Dr. Clifton back in the 50s when he was trying to figure out how do we help people do what they do best and do more of that every day instead of, Oh, you're not really good at this. You're you're good at this, but you're not good at this. You really need to work on this. And this whole philosophy is positive psychology. It's like, no, God made you this way. This is what your talents are. Let's stay in those talents. And here's the neat thing, John. Kids can take this as early as nine. So how cool. I have three granddaughters. The oldest one is seven. I've already started strength spotting with her. I won't do her assessment till she's nine. 
but yesterday was the first day of school. And I said, you've got this, you are, you have a unique purpose and you have talents. And, and I see those in her. She's very caring. So I think she's got empathy. And so how to talk to people based on who they are instead of who we think they should be. And I learned this through at this time of my life when I had been married for a while and life was just hard. My husband was really sick. We weren't doing well. And I was in this dark place. And I thought, who am I and what am I here for? And then when I found these talents, it was such a difference maker. Because then I said, I don't have to worry about being all these other things. I can focus on who I am and help help myself be that every day. And so we started doing that in marketing, using the strengths in marketing. And then other departments started using them. Finally, our CEO said, I want to be a strengths-based organization. And so we became, you know, built, I built, helped build a whole um, roadmap for Southwest Airlines to become strengths-based working alongside Gallup and working alongside um, our HR folks. And it was really fun. And to see the difference now, it's been amazing. And as we were talking earlier, you showed me a little tool that you developed uh, based around this. Can you, uh, can you talk to our our (laughs) listeners about that? Sure. So when I, when you, once you get your strengths, we like to have you coached and you're a coach, Don, you know what that means. Just having go through your report with a coach, understand your talents. And then usually we would do team sessions where people would not only know about themselves, but start learning about their teammates. Well, I'd leave those team sessions and I'd say, well, how do I know they're going to live in their strengths daily? Because you really need to practice this daily. And I went to Gallup, who owns Clifton Strengths, and said, why isn't there a daily tool, a daily planner for people. And they said, well, we just haven't developed anything. So I asked if I could be licensed for that. So I created the first, it's called the Strengths Journal, and it's the first daily planner ever licensed by Gallup. And what it is, is it helps you plan your day based on outcomes. So here's the thing, John, we either live live our our life by default or by, by design. And this helps you, gives you a framework. I think you like frameworks. You like processes. It helps give you a framework every day to live in your life. So either last night or this morning, you know, whatever worked for me, I usually do it in the night. What is my outcome for tomorrow and why is the first two questions I ask myself. And then I pick three things that I've got to accomplish by the end of the day. But I assign one of my unique talents to each of those. And sometimes it's two. So I I had to do some writing this morning. So I use my ideation and I use my strategic. Um, And that gives me the energy and the fuel to talk to myself. Because we can have a balcony and a basement with our talents. The balcony for ideation is, boy, I'm going to create all these ideas. The basement is too many ideas to fresh, you know, you know, where are you going? (laughs) So then I turn down my ideation and I turn up my strategic, which is like the map maker. And I said, okay, here's plan A, plan B, plan C. And I give myself a map. And it's just listening to what am I thinking right now and which talent am I going to use to help me make this happen? So once you fill out those three things that you're going to accomplish and which strengths, then you think, then you have to look at your long-term goals and and your short-term goals and make sure you've checked those off. And then you need to say, what am I grateful for today? What happened today? that I'm grateful for, because that gives you a lot of energy. And especially if you're having a down day, going through pandemic flux syndrome, which a lot of people are going through right now, we want to make sure they're feeding their psych in a good way. And then the last thing I do 
is have them reflect on what did they learn today or what is that fear I stepped in today? We all have fears, but we don't take action sometimes. And if you're going to live your life by design, you got to take action. That's where the growth comes. When we're in fear and we step into that fear, we're growing. And so that's a daily, that's what it looks like daily. But then one of the other things I love about Gallup and Clifton Strengths is they have they do tons of research. It's all science-based. So this is all science-based. 28 million people have taken their strengths. What I love is that weekly I put in the planner, look back. When did you experience some energy last week? What were you doing? What strength was that? Let's do more of that. What do you need to do next week? What do you what talent are you going to use? Let's let's assign that. And then what is a strength that got in your way that was a basement last week or a hindrance? And how can we overcome that? And then the last thing is we get into well-being, which is Gallup has been doing research on well-being for 20 years. And what they have discovered is there's five areas of well-being. And we want to make sure that people are in those every day, like social, physical. Physical is eating, working out, all that. Career well-being. Do I get to do every day what I love to do? Am I energized at work? Is somebody telling me I did a great job today? Those kind of things. So you want to go through and I have them measure and check their well-being. Financial. How's my financial situation? And then it helps them rate themselves weekly and then design what they need to do. Like, for example, I saw my physical was really low right coming out of the pandemic. And I thought I got to get in a plan to work out. And I had just let that go. So I use my futuristic to help me focus on working out and what that would look like if I didn't work out and what it would look like if I did. So um, Gallup came up with a well-being at work and it's all based on that. So I have that in the journal where people can rate themselves every week. And did you know something, John? We each need six hours of social a day to thrive. That's why seven out of 10 people aren't thriving right now. That's crazy. So you I know now that right now we're socially connecting, but when you're not socially connecting is when you're staying and watching Netflix all day or gaming or when you're not having human to human conversation. We were made for community. We were made for connection. And so if somebody's social, which I saw a lot of people and I do this assessment easily, quickly with my clients is as often as I can. And it's interesting how we'll find one or two things they need to work on, just like we do as ourselves. So I have you measure that weekly and then set goals for what you're going to do the next week to improve that. So that's a quick snapshot of the journal. And then also at the back of the journal are all the strengths definitions and what they mean, what you bring, what you need. And so it helps as well. That that is so awesome. The thing, here's the thing that you said that just really impressed me is that you need six hours of social a day. So my question is this, and I know the answer already, um, but I'm curious (laughs) what your answer is. And then I'll tell you what mine is after I ask the question. But if you don't get that six hours of social, what happens? What happens to your mind? Well, so let me explain. In, In the Clifton Strengths, there is a talent called Woo, winning others over. If you have that talent, you get your energy from people and you're naturally going to want to get out and meet a lot of people. So COVID was really hard on those folks. 
And what I told them to do was get out and start, just go do work at a coffee shop, just be around humans. And that, that fed their, that fed them. If you have, if you need six hours of social and you're not getting it, it really hurts your health. It hurts your psychological well-being because you're not um, connecting with others. And guess what? You're talking to yourself and that's not healthy sometimes, depending on what, how you talk to yourself. So we want to make sure that people are using their strengths to talk to themselves and say, oh my gosh, like today I get, I'm doing a birthday party with a friend. Yesterday I plan social encounters with my friends, things almost every day because I need that. It feeds my soul. Some people don't need as much. So I would say it depends on your strengths. But at the same time, if you don't get that over a period of time, you're not thriving. That is 100% correct. The thing is, is that, so I read a lot of crazy things. Um, it, it's just part of my personality. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, and, and I'm kind of weird like this because I normally, I normally have three different types of books going on at the same time. And they're very categorized. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, but, mm-hmm. but they're very categorized. So I have something like to just relax with. Okay. So it's, so for me, it's like spy novel stuff, that kind of thing, detective novel, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then I have business stuff. So I have things that fall into the business category for me. Then I have things that fall into my spiritual realm because, uh, because mm-hmm. I'm a follower of Jesus. And, mm-hmm. th- but I was reading something the other day and within that business piece, I also, I have a subcategory of that, which is mental, um, the, the aspects and I, and I read quite a bit of stuff on the subconscious mind and just how it affects you. But, um, but I also have a son that has some mental illness. And so i so I, mm-hmm. I read quite a bit of that kind of stuff. And I found an article the other day that talked about the pandemic. And not getting that social. And the thing was, mm-hmm. is that for the people that have to have that, it caused huge depression in their life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and you were talking about thriving. And the thing is, is that people were just trying to survive. And mm-hmm. I personally thrived during the pandemic just because I had businesses that thrived during the pandemic. I mean, I own mm-hmm. UPS stores. I own, I own Christmas decorating businesses. These businesses thrived because people still had to ship. People still had to have mm-hmm. the people said to have their business stuff printed. People still wanted and since they wasn't spending money on vacations or going somewhere. So at Christmas time, they spent that money on Christmas lights. And my Christmas decorating mm-hmm. business grew tremendously. But when you go back to this, how it affected people that are social, it's depression. And it was this article was so huge on talking about why that even people that don't need a ton of it still have to have some of it. They said that the depression raised 80% inside the United States. During that time frame, um, yeah, and it's just, and I think that's why, that's why coming out of the pandemic, um, as Gout continued to research, seven out of ten people are not thriving still, yeah. and you know you see a whole, and I think they call it the pandemic flux syndrome, or 
Oh, first it was the masking and then it was the next wave. And now it's the monkeypox. And, you know, just, and the people that get stuck in that depression can't get out unless they get help. And all the counselors and therapists and everybody are so busy, right? So I really recommend at work and at home to have an account. I have a daily accountability partner. We check in every day. She's already texted me today. Here's what I've got today. Here's what I need today. And I think that is huge, whether for especially for entrepreneurs and a daily accountability partner, especially working from home or working where you're not getting that social interaction at the coffee machine um, to how's your day? What do you need today? You know, that's all gone by the wayside because we're in hybrid and we're going to be in hybrid. You with retail stores. Yes, you get to see people and and change their day and help encourage them as they come in your stores. But there's a lot of people that don't get that opportunity or they might come to work and have something really going on. And so it's up to the leader boss is coach, as we call it, to really understand and get to know and have those quick connects with their people each day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is just so important. I mean, I'm just trying to think about this. It's one of these things that like for me yesterday, I spent two hours basically helping one of my managers this is not my job, okay? I, I've hired someone that I pay very good money to help her. But the thing is, is that I needed this more than she needed. Mm-hmm. And and the thing was, is that, and yeah, and it was just, it was a phone call. But, it, you know, but there's so different many ways besides being in person to be social, though. We're being social now. Absolutely. And the thing right. is, is that because I can't always get out and go do things. I mean, I have UPS stores um, in East Tennessee and in Middle Tennessee. And this, and my manager I was talking to yesterday, she's in Clarksville, Tennessee. And the thing is, I mean, you know, that there's a four-hour drive for me from Knoxville. I'm not going to drive over there to spend two hours with her. But I can spend two hours with her on the phone. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that it's – she was so impressed and so grateful for my time that I gave her, but I was more, mm-hmm. more grateful to her because of what I got. Mm-hmm. Because as, as we talked before, I have a very giving heart and I, I know that's one of my strengths. And the thing is, is that I got just as much out of it as she did and she didn't realize it. So it's so vitally Well, important. and you might have... You might have in your top strengths developer, which I bet you do somewhere in your top 10. Yeah. And developer gets their energy from helping others, mentoring others, coaching others. I have individualization, which I like to customize for each person. Um, So each of us have a talent that probably you get energy when you use that and you want to make sure you're using it every day. That's correct. And that's when we get drained is when we're not using our talents because we're trying to be something we're not. And the the ideal uh, culture in your workplace is that everybody knows what their unique talents are and they know that of their team and they help each other. And then you've got an in- engaged workforce. People are leaving today because they want to be a part of meaningful work. They are. And when they're not part of meaningful work, they leave. If I don't have a leader that doesn't care for me, I'm going to leave. Um, so it's all about the leader. It's all about the leader right now. Setting the tone, setting the culture, setting up, making sure they're having those quick connects every week, making sure just like you did with your manager. Hey, how you doing? What do you need? How can I help you? That's huge. But so many leaders are so busy. They're not thinking about 
how they can develop their their leaders. They're just spending time on it executing. Yeah. And we want them spending time on people first and relationships. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing is that is that relationship development is is so important with everything that we do. It's it's very interesting is that um, we use a tool by Gary Chapman. And I can't remember who the other one. It's based off of the five love languages. I'm I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the, the mm-hmm. five yeah. love languages. Yeah, I've done it. We've done it at work. Yep. Uh-huh. And and do this tool yeah. is called the five languages of appreciation at work. So it's a so it's a spinoff on the five love languages. And and it's really interesting is that Kathy, which was uh, my employee, I was I was spending time with yesterday on the phone. One of her ways that she feels appreciation is quality time. And she got my quality time yesterday. And so the thing is, is that she felt very appreciated that I gave her my time. And and she was, and I was just like, Kathy, if you need me, call me, we we can do this again. Mm -hmm. And because I called her, she didn't call me. I called her because I had Mm -hmm. to talk to her about a couple of things. And it ended up being an hour, two hours. I don't remember how long it was. I remember I spent some time with her, um, and took her away from her people and her job, but it was so vitally important to her that this happened, and that there's that there's part of caring for your 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 people. You know, we are stewards of the people that we are given in our life. This is part mm-hmm. part of my faith belief, and God's given me people yeah. in my life, and I and I have a stewardship towards these people, and we all do. I don't care who you are, the people that are in your life. You are there as a steward of them, and mm-hmm. it's re- really interesting. To- Toby Mac um, has this saying or has this quote, and it says, "If you are not giving life, oh, no, it's, it's with, with every let me back up with every encounter you have, you are either giving life or taking life away from someone, mm-hmm. and it's your choice, and you need, yeah." To always be choosing giving life instead of taking life. And, I, I, and John, isn't it like John Maxwell that said, you know, bring value to every meeting, bring value yes. to every encounter. That's what you're saying there with that quote, right? Is how do you bring value to that situation with that person? And you know, that's what you did yesterday. Yeah. And it, and the thing about it is, is that it was very easy for me to do. I mean, this kind of stuff right here, it, it's really interesting that you're talking about because doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> so I've got another buddy of mine and he lives in California and he does a podcast. And it's funny is that after he does all this podcasting stuff, because he, he does he, he does all this podcast for the week in like one or two days. And he goes, after I'm done podcasting, I'm exhausted. I'm just Totally just mm-hmm. wiped out. And I was just like, and he was just like, Dude, how does it affect you the same way, John? I'm just like, no, I'm actually energized. It says whenever I'm done with my podcast, I'm just like, yeah, I want to go do stuff. And I'm just crazy energized. And he was just like, you got to be out of your mind. And it's, and it's what it does is that this feeds me and that drains him. And, 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 yeah. and, and he's doing his for a different reason than what I'm doing mine. His is monetized, and he's doing it to make money. I'm not trying to monetize my podcast. What I'm here, like we talked about, is I'm here to give, and that's it. And that's the reason why I'm bringing, trying to get such good guests like you, Dana, on here so that mm-hmm. so that we can give great content 
to our people because the people that are listening, I was really, really interesting. I was telling you about that. I have a, have a pretty decent following in India. And, and, and I love that, that I'm affecting a small group of mm-hmm. people on the across the world. Yeah. Across the world from me. And apparently I'm bringing value to them because they keep listening. And so the thing is, is that the more content I can create to give to people, the more I get energized. I love that. Well, here's the thing. When you say that to me and I'm observing you as a coach, as a strengths coach, I would anticipate that in your top 10 strengths, you have communication. Communication gets their energy from talking. They, they would rather talk about something than write about something. And so it's helpful for the people that their direct reports to know, hey, just pick up the phone and call. Whereas that not, might not be their talent. But if they know that about you, then that helps you say, hey, I'm just going to talk about it. We're going to process it. But that's what gives you energy. Whereas the other guy, doing, he might have communication lower, but have other talents that, that help him do his podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Makes total sense. This, uh, this, yeah. the Clifton Strengths is really, is really piqued my interest. I'm telling you right now, I'm really um, stoked. I, I think we're going to have to get together with you. We, we talk about this more yeah. at length um, at yeah. a different time. So, so yes. you were talking about, so we were talking about earlier, living by default or living by design. So talk right. to me about what that default, because what is default? And I mean, because there, there's De- lots of people yeah. don't understand that. Yeah, that's a good question. So default is where you get up. Yeah, you have your coffee. You might do something. Then you kind of get on your social media and you scroll. Then you might. And then it gets to be noon. You're like, oh, man, I forgot. I didn't do this. I didn't work out. I didn't. You didn't really plan your day intentionally. And here's the secret. (laughs) We get mad at the clock because we, oh, man, I ran out of time. Uh, But guess what? Time is where we come from. We create time, according to Einstein. The the clock wasn't even invented until the beginning of the railway. And being from an airline, I get it. We, We found that when we started the planes, if we got those first planes out on time, the whole day went great. But you being a process person and a a loving systems person, you should see the systems and all the backups and all the communications to running an airline on time. It's the same with running our life. If we're living in default, we're letting everybody else run what we're going to do instead of us saying intentionally, what is my outcome for today and why? So my outcome for today was to be on a couple of podcasts, write some content. Why? Because I want to help people birth their purpose and live in their strengths every day. That's my purpose. And there's a lot of people that don't know their purpose, but that's my why every day. When we have a purpose, we are rocket boosted to get things done, even the hard things, because we know we can get them done because we have a higher calling. And when we are just living our day by default, say I did this, I'd get to the office and my calendar would be full. I would just be going through meetings, but I wasn't taking control of my calendar. And now I get up earlier, I get my workout in, I get my quiet time in, 
I make, I, I own my day, not somebody else. And when we live in default, we're letting somebody else drive that, whether it's social media or it's people we work with. Yeah. There's a Does saying, that make sense? Oh yeah. And there's a saying, if, uh, if you don't, uh, if you don't plan your day, someone else will. Yeah. And it's, absolutely. It's, it's, and it's really interesting because whenever I coach my managers at my UPS stores, I really have to go into this thing and I really have to, and I have a whole section on, on management and, um, more, I'll take that back. I have a section on time. And what I was going to say is that we don't really manage time because time can't be managed. But what you can do is that you can plan your time and you can plan your time well. And whenever you're planning your time, then you take control of what you're doing. And that includes everything in your day. That includes, okay, I'm going to get up at X amount of time and I'm going to go do quiet time. And then I'm going to go exercise. And then I'm going to eat breakfast at this time. Or maybe breakfast doesn't go if you're intermediate fasting. Maybe breakfast doesn't start until one, you know, because and, and people say, well, John, by that time, it's actually lunch. I said, no, it's still breakfast. What do you think breakfast means? It's break fast when you're fasting through the night, right? When you're not eating. Fasting is not eating. Breakfast is when you break that fast. And I had a long conversation with my managers and she was just like, I never realized that. I'm just like, yeah. So it's really breakfast, even though we say it's in the morning because that's when we normally eat it. But it all goes back back to taking control of your life through your calendar. And it's really interesting. So me and my wife share a calendar so we know what things that that we both have to know, right? But then I have another calendar that, uh, that it only pops on top of my calendar and it's in a different color. And it mm-hmm. tells me how my day's scheduled on what the things I have to do mm-hmm. for that day. And it's really interesting because now I've taken control back of my life. And the thing is, is that yesterday afternoon I had some time for Kathy, right? And and I had scheduled some what I call white time or quiet time or or self time or whatever you want to call this piece. Um, I call it. I call it white space, and my, that's my terminology. Mm-hmm. But it's space that I use to where I am. Um, I can read. I can do any type of activity that I want to do. That's fun, and it's basically open free time for me to choose something to do. Mm-hmm. That, but it's still a scheduled piece of time, and it's just white space. And I use my white space, and I gave my white space to Kathy yesterday, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. But it was still in my schedule. And then I knew when I was going to eat dinner. And then I knew what I was going to do with my wife. And then I have time time locked in my calendar every evening from 8 o'clock on. This is my time with my wife, period. Mm-hmm. And my kids know that they can come in for a few minutes or whatever, but they have to leave. I mean, this is not come and hang out with mom and daddy time. After 8 o'clock, this is mama and daddy time and they had to leave they can come in and ask questions or hang out for a few months but that's it and anybody can do that but i'm deliberately spending time with my wife during this piece and we go over our day and we talk about things in the family we talk about work things um maybe there's not a lot of people out there that may not know or may know that me and my wife are business partners and so, mm-hmm. um, and she tells me about her business part of the day, and I tell her about my business part of the day. 
And it's just really cool stuff. But if you do not get a handle on your time and schedule it appropriately and, and put it someplace that's going to hold you accountable for that, you was talking about accountability partner. That there's a big thing about my accountability partner is, is that they tell me because I don't like, because I'm not a natural planner. I mean, I had to grow into this mm-hmm. and I'm a firm believer. I'm just not natural at it. But my accountability partner texts me every day and says, Hey, you got your day planned out, buddy? It's like, mm-hmm. text back, Yes, I do. And why do you keep asking the same question every day? Because if I don't ask it, you won't do it. It's kind of funny. Like, so I, so I know every day my accountability partner is going to ask me, do you got your day planned out? Mm-hmm. Because that's the one thing I've asked him to do. So it, it's just, that's it's right. just really cool. It is. And I think what is unique that once you learn your unique talents and then your wife and the people you work with, You'll see they all need different things from you because of the way they're wired with their strengths. And it's helping them. That's what I love about creating the strengths journal is people get to design their day, their blueprint based on their unique strengths, not about the way somebody else does it. And and if if they have their quiet time at night, that's okay. If they do their workout, you know, during the middle of the day, whatever works for them is what works. And it's living their life through their strengths daily because then they can dominate their day and they can transform their life. So <laughs> it's pretty cool to yeah. watch. It, it it really is. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, this is one of my staple questions I ask all my coaches that come on as, as my interview folks. And, and so what is your favorite client story that you can share? Cause the, cause you may have a client oh. story that you really can't share, but I'm, I don't know. I'm putting you on the yeah. spot, Dana. But no, that's the thing okay. is, is yeah. that, but but you've got one already in your mind that that, that, that you talk yeah. about on a regular basis. But I haven't heard this yet. So, what is your favorite client story? Yeah, I think. Well, it just happened over the last couple of weeks that I I knew that he was having success, but I didn't realize it until he wrote about it in LinkedIn. And then he asked me if he could speak in our week, our monthly coaches call about it. So I was like, okay. Um, so one of our fellow coaches created a system for the other coaches to pull together their team grids, pull together all their, like, once you find out your strengths, you can put your, your teams in these grids and it's amazing. You can quickly see, Oh, this team is really strong in executing or they're really strong in relationship building or whatever. So he put all that together and he's been working with all the coaches that are Clifton strength space for the last five years. So he was in using my boot camp. I have a boot camp that's every six weeks and we go through uh, how to understand your strengths, how to um, build a roadmap, and then how to build a, well, how to build, finding what your personal mission statement is and your brand statement. So we worked on that. And then we take them through a series of framework, a framework that I have, and it's in six weeks. So he had done that um, last year with me. And he had told me over the last year, oh, this has been really great. Cause when I do a podcast or an interview, I'm able to say my one liner just like that. And, um, So when he just sold his concept of what his business to Gallup, and he said one of the things that really helped him was the fact that he was able to articulate in one sentence 
his personal brand statement and his mission. And then he was able to use that so many times, but it really helped him as he sold his business. (laughs) So that was a big win. Yeah, That was a big win. Yeah. I mean, I love great stories like that. I I love a great win story. It, It just really warms my heart. And the thing is, is that we don't have enough of that out there. Everybody, you know, I'm going to be honest. I hate watching the news, especially like like yeah. the national stuff, because it's all doom and gloom. It's just I'm just like, oh, and, and oh, monkeypox. And I was OK, I understand. You know, it was it was it was interesting last night when I was watching the news last night at 11 o'clock, which is normally way past my bedtime. Um, But they were talking about. But one of the questions was, is that. Is, mo- is, is monkeypox going to be the same as the COVID, as, as the coronavirus? Mm-hmm. They came back and said, no, it's not, because it's people aren't dying from monkeypox. It, it makes you sick, but people just aren't dying from monkeypox, mm-hmm. you know. And it, you know, and you'll get better in a couple, in, in less than two weeks. And so they said, no, the country's not going to be shut down because of monkeypox. And I was just like, that was a great question, but. Man alive, it's but but you're still addressing a huge negative piece. I mean, sometimes you have to, but I, I'm I, I don't know. I'm I always wake up and and like like I said, I'm always trying to give give life to people. I'm always trying to add value to people. I'm always trying to add value to any and every interaction I, I have, and that comes from positivity. That 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 that, that comes from a um an abundance. You have that mindset. probably your top ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you have positivity. But what's interesting that you said about that is that people during COVID were in the fear zone, right? They're watching the news. They're just constantly, what do we have enough toilet paper? Now here, if they go back to the fear zone, we want them to get them to the learning zone. And then we want them to be in that growth zone all the time. And the growth zone is I'm living my purpose every day. I have a, I'm valued. I'm, you know, I'm helping others. And but what we tend to do, because our brain, as you know, wants to focus on solving a problem, we want to stay in that fear zone, and we have to move ourselves over to the growth zone. Yeah, yeah. I've got a great little so I've I've got a great little analogy uh, that is a true story about me and my sister growing up that, that that talks about fear and how fear can be such a crippling piece to it. I'm gonna tell it real quick, and because I don't know if not a lot because because I'm in the process of writing a book. And this is in the very first chapter, and it talks in. This is this is this is the opening part of the chapter too. But I'm gonna tell you the story real quick. Is that so? Growing up, me and my sister used to go to my grandparents all the time. They had a very very small orchard. They may have had I don't know fifteen to twenty trees somewhere in that range. And as a kid, I was a I loved to climb trees. And so, and my and my sister was always scared of she she's like scared of heights and things. And so I was up and I was, I'd climbed up my grandfather had had this really large cherry tree. It's very rare that cherry trees get big, but he had one. And, and I think it was the variety of cherry that he was growing. Um, but most cherry trees I've ever been around, they're, they're, they're pretty small. But anyhow, so I'd climbed up this tree and uh, my sister come over and she was just like yelling at me, hey, Show me how to how to climb a tree, John. Show me how to climb a tree. I was just like, no, you're going to be scared. I'm not going to show you anything. And so she just begged and begged and begged. And I said, okay, finally, I got tired of her listening to her. And so I climbed down the tree and I got her up. Um, and 
and, and the first place to start climbing was this um, was this split in the tree where it, it branched off, and then another then another piece came back up on the backside, and it was so so I got her up, and it was about three feet off the ground, so I helped lift her up and get her up into it. I told her to climb up a little bit, and I just came behind her, and we walked up the tree together, and we got to the to where I was earlier. And then we started walking back. Then So then we started coming back down the train. I went first, and she followed me back down. And then once I got to this little crook at the very bottom of the tree, I jumped down. And my sister got to it, and she was just, I said, now just jump. And she was just like, oh, I can't. And she started crying, and she was, and she was literally just struck with fear of, of falling. This is three feet, folks. This is not very far. Now, she was nine years old. But the thing is, is that I was a fearless kid, and she wasn't. She was a very fearful kid. And the problem was, is that she just wouldn't jump and everything. Mm. And so I, I, I got I got upset with her, and I said, I said well, if you're not going to jump, I'm leaving. And so I left. And she started screaming and hollering. And my grandmother came out. I said, where's your brother at? And she goes, and so then she lied to my grandmother and said, he put me up in this tree and wouldn't get me down. And then my grandmother started yelling for me. I came up and she got a switch. And if people don't know what a switch is, it is a flexible branch off of a uh, plant. She had this one bush in her front yard and it had all these little flexible branches that came off everywhere. And she cut it and... She just, you know, strapped my legs up. And the moral of this story is, is that my sister let fear hold her so hard that three feet was was the place she was dying at that day because she couldn't jump for three feet. So. The thing is, is that I, yeah, it, I know this podcast has gone a little bit long, and I do really do, do appreciate you staying on with me, uh, sure, Dana. But the thing is, is that fear is such a hard, hard thing. So, yeah. my last little question for you is this: is that if people want to get more information from you, or if they're interested in the journal or anything else, or knowing more about yeah. Clifton Strengths, how can they get a hold of you? So the best way is you can come to my website, DanaWilliamsCo.com, and we can give you those links if you need them. And then also, if you're interested in the journal, it's TheStrengthsJournal.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn at Dana Williams Consulting, as well as Instagram and Facebook. So I'd love to have you reach out, love to connect. I do a 15-minute discovery call to help people kind of figure out what their needs are, and then we come up with a plan. That's awesome. So what I'll do, Dana, is that in the notes of my podcast, I will put links to all of your stuff okay. and everything else. That's and great. And then, and then, uh, then I'll also, whenever I um, promote uh, promote this podcast on my social media, I also put links in there for you too. And I will also send okay. you a personal link to the uh, to the uh, YouTube. And I don't know if my if my my listeners know, but I've recently started a YouTube channel called Expansion Code Radio. So. Um, I'm going to put that also in 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 the links underneath in the notes also. Dana, I really do appreciate right. you coming on and taking your time with me today 
It has been such a fun, fun interview. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, John. And thank you for all the gifts you bring to the world. And I look forward to, to learning your strengths. So thank you. Thank you. All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening and we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.